Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I wanted to tell a story today about one of my really deep fails as a person of faith. So I grew up reading missionary biographies. So I read about George Mueller and how he didn't tell people his financial needs and just trusted that the Lord would provide and how the Lord always did. And, you know, he had all these orphans that he was carrying and caring for. And they would oftentimes think, okay, well, we don't know where the food is coming from for breakfast, but we'll praise the Lord that it's coming. And so anyway, and my understanding is that it was kind of like meal to meal, touch and go for about seven years. And then after that, the Lord said, now we're just going to open up the floodgates of heaven and you don't need to really worry about money anymore. Um, but still seven years of kind of praying for each meal is, that's a lot. So, um, anyway, I love the story of George Mueller. I was like, that's amazing. Yay, God. And, um, so I, I thought that was really beautiful and, I had read about Hudson Taylor, kind of similar story, so beautiful, um, just relying on faith and trusting that the Lord would, remi- you know, remind or prompt different employers, and it was awesome. So then um, what happened is my husband went out on his own for, for his engineering firm, and one of the jobs that he would do was repel buildings, and what happens, this is so cool, when you buy a new house, you know, you go through the pre-purchase inspection. Well, if you do a sky rise sale, um, you actually have different inspections for each different system. So you have the elevator inspector comes and you have the, um, heating and like the HVAC people come. And I'm sure there's all these other different people who will come and inspect each individual part. Well, you also want to have your facade inspected to make sure that the windows are good. And if there's terracotta ornamentation, that that's not going to break off and kill somebody below. I mean, it's a thing. So anyway, he would go around the country and do these pre-purchase inspections where he would go up to the roof and then rappel down the facade and just double check to make sure it was all okay. So one of the coolest jobs you could possibly imagine if you're like climbing, which he does. So over time though, the client that he was working for primarily started to get behind in payments. And we like the president of the company explained the situation and it seemed okay. And so Phil would keep going out and doing jobs. And the thing is though, that was all coming off of our credit card, right? The airline tickets, the hotels, the food, um, because that's all part of reimbursables as well as, um, so we needed reimbursements and we needed payment and, and it just wasn't coming. And, uh, and we had some amount of savings, but over time it kept getting larger and larger and Phil would call. And, uh, I think the guy's name was George there in accounting and he'd be like, okay, well I'll get it to you as soon as I can. Well then at one point, right before labor day, he said, okay, the check is in the mail now. Okay. I was naive enough that I thought I knew what that meant, that it was actually in the mail. But anyway, I recognize now that that doesn't actually always mean that the check is in the mail, that it maybe means like it might be at some point. So the thing about Labor Day at that season of our life is that our church would go on these lovely camping trips. 
Um, and so we really needed the check to come in the Friday before because we were leaving out of town and we needed to get our credit card payment in the mail because this was like pre-internet or something. And, uh, so we, we got our mail extra early that day. You know, sometimes I think the mailman, if they have the day off or like, you know, a longer weekend is kind of like they're extra motivated to get everything delivered. So it came super early and, uh, there wasn't the check in the mail. And for the next half hour, I completely lost it. I mean, you know, there's words like keening and wailing where you're just like over the top emoting because of the deep grief that you feel. That's how I felt. I felt like God had died um, because he showed up for George Mueller in a way that he didn't show up for me. And I was devastated by this. And, you know, sort of like you have this idea of God and then it proves not to be true. Um, yeah, I, it's hard to even explain how devastated that, that left me. And after I had been in this place of just utter prostration and grief, um, and again, like from the perspective of whatever it is now, 18 years or something, I can look back and say, okay, if our credit card bill had been overdue, we would not have lost our house. We would not have been without food. You know, like practically nothing truly horrible was going to happen to us other than a pretty large, um, interest payment. But it was, the issue was not that I thought we were going to die. It was more like God did not keep his promises is how it felt to me. And so after a half hour though, all of a sudden we had a ring on the doorbell and FedEx was there and they had the check and it had been overnighted. George had overnighted it to us. So the check wasn't actually in the mail, but he came through and we still had, you know, a couple hours before we were going to leave on our camping trip. And so, okay, first of all, it was awesome that the Lord provided. So I really appreciated that. On the other hand, I was so angry because I felt like, Lord, you could have had the mail come at the normal time. And then I would not have had my faith destroyed for that half hour. Like, what the heck? I truly, truly believed that you were going to provide. And so why, why did this play out the way that it did? So I, I literally would, I don't know that I would ask the Lord about this all the time, but it would, it was really, really deeply upsetting to me. So I would think about this pretty often on and off over the years and, uh, probably 15 years or so after this happened, I was once again, kind of nattering on to the Lord about this. And he said, Amy, your faithfulness to believe in me, it has no bearing on my faithfulness as the God that you serve. And I just felt like, (laughs) how beautiful is our God that my faithfulness or lack of faithfulness, that my belief for you know, 59 minutes and then the failure in the last minute, that had no bearing on the fact that the check was actually coming. That, um, you know, it says if we are faithless, he will remain faithful because like, because he cannot deny himself or something like that. Like this is who God's character is. And, uh, that, that really ministers to me. I could say that is very powerful that, we 
we could be faithless, but he is just the faithful God. So I'm going to just pray about that. So Lord, I come with such gratitude that you actually provide and that my faithfulness is not the thing that indicates whether you are going to be faithful or not, that you simply are faithful because that's who you are. And so thank you, Jesus, for being such a good and faithful God. I worship and adore you. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen.